African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. This is a very significant historical election. This crisis is still damaging, especially Finnish and European economies very hardly, and that's an important reason to get more and more co- cooperation. And uh, what we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of uh, Tiwonge and uh, Stephen, and also we see Malawi violating its international commitments. Well, the position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting for marine species in particular. African Dialogue, a talk show where we cover anything and everything. Thank you for joining us once again. It is Thursday, the last program of African Dialogue for the week. Thank you for joining us. My name is Benjamin Mushatama. You're listening to us on the frequency 9625 kHz on the 31-meter band to Southern Africa. Well, today we have a light program. It's going to be fun today. We're going to be looking at the topic of uh, how important is cultural exchange, especially when it comes to social development. We'll be collaborating with the Cape Town Jazz uh, Festival to have this conversation that is going to be taking place uh, later this month. It's the biggest jazz festival on the continent, so we'll be having a good conversation about uh, the importance of cultural exchange, especially in our communities. But we've got Anne Musa to give us our news update. In the headlines, talks aimed at resolving South Sudan's bloody civil war deadlock hours after United Nations deadline. The Dominican Republic closes consulates in neighboring Haiti and residents of the Namibian capital Vintuk urged to save at least 10% of the water to ensure the capital does not run dry. A very good morning to you. Talks aimed at resolving South Sudan's bloody civil war seem to have failed to reach an agreement hours before the United Nations imposed sanctions on the warring factions. Talks in the Ethiopian capital Addis Ababa between President Kiir and his rival, former Vice President Rahik Machar, failed to agree on any of the major outstanding issues. The East African regional bloc IGAD gave the two principles until today to resolve all the contentious issues and sign a final peace agreement. However, in the last three days of negotiations, nothing concrete emerged. The Dominican Republic has announced the temporary closure of five of its consulates in neighboring Haiti because of security concerns. The move comes a week after at least 10,000 Haitians marched in Port-au-Prince protesting what they consider chronic mistreatment of their countrymen in the Dominican Republic. During last week's protests, one man managed to climb on the roof of a consulate and rip down a Dominican flag. It was burned by the cheering crowd of Haitians. The Dominican Foreign Ministry says the five consulates will be closed until the government there provides guarantees of adequate protection. 
SADC facilitator Cyril Ramaphosa has arrived in Lesotho following the announcement of Saturday's election results. His visit is expected to consolidate plans for the inauguration of the new coalition government. While in Lesotho, Ramaphosa will pay a courtesy call to King Litsia III, political leaders including Prime Minister Tom Tabane, Deputy Prime Minister Muteja Metsing and opposition leader and now incumbent Prime Minister Pagadita Musisidi. Namibia's capital, Vinduk, has advised consumers to reduce their water consumption by 10% to ensure the capital does not run dry. City spokesperson Joshua Amukugo has told a a media conference that the city did not have enough water due to poor rainfall. Fricky Wallace reports. Amukugo explained that water from the capital's boreholes and the reclamation plant cannot sustain the population. He warned that the situation might worsen and the municipality be compelled to introduce further drastic saving measures. The latest figures released by Namwater indicate that water levels at the Von Bach, Swakopoort and Umetaku dams are far too low to sustain Windhoek residents. The city gets about 65% of its water supply from the Von Bach dam that is supplied with pipelines from the Umetaku and Swakopoort dams. South Africa's State Security Minister David Mahlobo has told the National Assembly that he cannot respond further to the signals crumbling debacle during the State of the Nation address on the 12th of February. The media and opposition parties raised the alarm as there was no cell phone signal in most parts of a parliament precinct. President Jacob Zuma's address was delayed until the signal was unscrambled. Yesterday, Mahlobo told the National Assembly that it could not discuss the matter as it was before the courts. These matters, members are aware, even themselves they are speaking as representatives of SANEF. I'm a fourth respondent in a high court here in the Western Cape on a matter that deals with what happens here in the chamber. And honourable members, as you took an oath, you must respect the constitution and respect the rules. On a point of order, Recapping the top stories, stalks aimed at resolving South Sudan's bloody civil war deadlock hours before a United Nations deadline. The Dominican Republic closes consulates in neighboring Haiti and residents of the Namibian capital Vintuk urge to save at least 10% of their water to ensure the capital does not run dry. You are listening to Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. My name is Benjamin Mushatama. Thank you for joining us on our frequency 9625 kilohertz on the 31 meter band to Southern Africa. Well, today we're going to have a little bit of fun on our program. We're looking at the Cape Town International Jazz Festival, which is taking place a little bit later in this particular month between the 28th and the 29th. It's billed as one of the largest jazz festivals on the African continent and the fourth largest in the world. The festival brings a melting pot of international artists uh, into the continent for a feast of jazz and urban music. However, the festival doesn't only focus on entertaining crowds, but there is a strong social aspect that is part of the program. This is by community training and development projects in disadvantaged areas of Cape Town, South Africa. Now today to explore the theme, how important is cultural exchange in 
in terms of uh, social development. How important is it? We are joined on the line by Billy Domingo, the co-founder and festival director, and China Dara, who is the project manager of the Inkyolo Jazz Development Project. Billy and China, thank you for joining us there in Cape Town. Hi. Yeah, thanks for having us on board. Unfortunately, our speakerphone uh, is not working very well, so it will be me doing one section, and then you have the pleasure and privilege uh, <laughs> for China. Um, you know. So we're going to just uh, play a ping-pong with the, with the phone, but it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, uh, let's, let's just look at the Cape Town International Jazz Festival. It's been taking place for a long time now, Billy. Uh, a proud moment for uh, the continent and for South Africa itself. It's been one of those consistent festivals in our country. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, uh, what have been your experiences since founding this particular uh, festival? Okay, um, for the record, you know, um, I joined uh, ooh, after ESP Africa had been uh, established by Clarence Ford and Rashid Lombard and some of their partners. And um, then I came in as the executioner, you know, Rashid had the vision and um, we grew up and, and, and worked together. And I think the establishment of the festival when it started was more to create a platform for artists from Africa and the diaspora to have somewhere they can showcase because we are very, very driven to having to do something in Europe and America and we wanted to change that to a Mm. large extent Mm. and make sure that if we had 12 festivals in Africa, whether it be Nigeria, it's time for us to have cultural knowledge of of that and find out what the music genres were and how we can endorse it. So the idea was to have a Yusundor playing because he's from Senegal, Baba Mm. Mal, whoever, and therefore have this knowledge uh, sharing of knowledge of Africa um, uh, at the festival and so that our people in this country can actually look at and understand the, the difference and get the similarities between us. Mm. And also, just seeing now that it becomes such a big platform that also has international artists, uh, how uh, have you got into that particular stage that's actually now also uh, received some respect from some of the biggest in the world? You know, you have to drive your audience. Mm. As much as we have a passion, and and, and uh, I've also had a passion for showcasing South African audiences, the, the, the international artists have also played a huge part. And during the apartheid era, we used to listen on radios um, to these musicians uh, from the Motown stable, from other areas. And now we have the chance to see these people live. And I think that's a privilege that, that we are awarding to the, the people of South Africa to, to be able to see in the Earth, Wind and Fires and the Alger Rose and the ones who have come through. Mm. Because a lot of the music that we sometimes now adapt to, especially in the urban and jazz, uh, the modern music, comes from, stems from a lot of that. Um, they are vitally important. They come. They do add a, a, a lot of monetary credibility mm. to, to the festival because South Africans say, hey, I, I can see such and such and such tomorrow, but I can't see the others. But yet, I've proven that wrong this year because I took over as the director this year. Yes. It's now 60-40. 60% African and 40% international. That I guess is what, great. Sold that that is awesome. Months. Yeah. And I remember Rashid and I speaking many years ago that our aim was by 2020 that it would be 75-25. Uh, 
Yeah, that's fantastic. And, yeah. And no, it's going it's gonna, it's, it's gonna to happen. And the biggest thing that I'm passionate about is collaborations. I feel that we speak from the same drum. Remember, colonialism came in and created borders um, mm. through Kenya, Ghana, before we only had rivers. Um, and so it's, <laughs> it's stupid because I sit in Nigeria and I sit in Abuja <laughs> and I sit in the back thing in Lagos. And I'm hearing the same sounds from Delft, from uh, Moratella Park. And, and I'm saying, but wow, mm. <laughs> you know, what are we, d- we may speak a bit of a different dialect, but mm. we have the same East we have the same um, same idea, the same concept, and and and, and we beat from the same drum. So uh, Africa Unite, that's my thing. Yeah. Now I've got this great article in front of me here, Billy, from uh, the Mail and Guardian, and it was by Stephanie Jason last year, and it was titled "Reflection a Nation: Reflecting a Nation in Progress." And just to read a little bit, because we're going to move into this uh, idea of uh, uh, social development and how we can do that through cultural exchange. Let me just read some of the introduction sure. in this particular piece because I found it very colorful and it says a week before the two-day Cape Town International Jazz Festival which draws scores of jazzophiles, vendors and tour guides, the city saw the start of social initiatives centered on music for the youth stumbling on stage at the rehearsal for one of the training programs the arts and cultural focus school show was the Inkyolo Music Group from Kukuletu in the once white only Khrutskir High School the audience of mainly black and colored school children awaited for the group of young girls and boys to sink their borrowed horns and the older youth to fine tune their voices to the instructions of an impassioned and slightly disheveled band leader finally things came together and the band harmonized melodies and lifted the audience off their seats to dance. It sounds like a very colorful moment there in Kukuletu indeed and in other parts of uh, Cape Town. Tell us a little bit about some of these training and community development uh, uh, programs that are also part of the Cape Town International Jazz Festival, Billy, before we move on to China. Okay, I think uh, it will be China, China and Craig Park. So you've really got, um, I've pulled the team together. Mm. Because remember, there's no I in team, so <laughs> I am just one segment of this. Mm. And, and the way forward is that the empowerment goes through allowing people to speak on their fourth day. And these are people who are passionate and run these programs mm. for the group. So that'll come. Uh, let, me, let me just go. You are so spot on that article, was spot on. What it was was the creation of, it was the creation of, of of, of, of um, the, the training and development programs, and the training and development programs was to call not only form a legacy, mm-hmm. but to create a platform from where kids could strive to become musicians, businessmen, whatever. It, 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 it's a platform, it's a, 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 a springboard. Mm-hmm. And what we try to do in that is say, if you cannot play an instrument, you can still be part of the music industry. You can become an attorney and look at copyright and laws and you can protect musicians. You can become a technician and do sound bites and stage, mm. which is part of that performance. Because where people make a big mistake, I'm 64, I've been doing this 48 years. Mm. And what I found was I cannot play an instrument, but I know a little about everything in order that when that artist goes on stage, you know, I try to have to sit when the audience and the accolades come to that artist mm. because I know that the team was part of that, from the lighting guy to the sound guy to the guy who took the tickets. We were part of that performance, and that is what I needed to work on. In, and the 
profitable was respecting the differences in mm. the um, in the industry. Mm, mm. Now let's move on to China. Uh, Daira, who is the project manager of the Inkyolo Jazz Development Project, and we've just cited just this uh, uh, particular. Uh, 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 piece on the Mail and Guardian and maybe we should find out what this uh, Inkyolo Jazz Development Project is all about. I got to see them while I was in Cape Town a little bit as a journalist there. But you tell us uh, China what the Inkyolo Jazz Development Project is about. Give me one second. Would Give you? me one second. Good China dip. on as we speak. Hello. Hey China, how are you? Hi. It's great to chat with you as well. Tell us a little how bit more about the Inkyolo Jazz Development Project. Hello. Can you hear me, China? I think they're trying to uh, uh, reconnect yes. us. Uh, I, I, can you hear us, uh, China, there? Hi, it's China speaking here. Fan- fantastic, China. Tell us a little bit about the Inkyolo Jazz Development Project. Okay. Uh, the Inkyolo Jazz Program, is, uh, it, 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 this is a workshop mm. that uh, will open discussion around uh, current issues in the music industry, including the topics of revenues, mm-hmm. income, and expenditure, more importantly, in the understanding of the cost of generation, of generating and contributing to music content, mm. yeah, element of song, and how the fine product will affect ownership, shareholding, equity, and copyright mm-hmm. of the songs and all the material. Mm. And also, it, it's interesting because it's very community-driven. It's really about uh, up and coming. Yeah. Can you hear me now, uh, China? I'm just saying that uh, what's also interesting about this particular project, it's very community-driven. It's really about uplifting artists, about lifting creatives. How important is that to actually make sure that there's an understanding on the business side of the music industry? Okay, to make that, uh, to be more understanding to the business uh, industry, for, for more special for the, and the disadvantaged artists. Mm. So this uh, is implement the project indicates the arts and culture currently manage members of appreciated, you understand? Mm. But what happened is we've got, uh, we've got top artists mm. that are sharing with us and to make sure that they are sharing the ideas and the challenges of all the what is happening on the industry, mm. which is we have at this time we're using Sipaho to Mabuse, great, yeah, to communicate with the artist and also the Bittenberg, which is a Cape Town-based group that is being acknowledged by the young and the old people, and then we use the Maotela Queen to their experience. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. share those kind of things. And these things are happening into our township, which is in Langa. Mm. Mostly, this event used to be in Guguletu, under the the FAO. So, so what happened is, as the Cape Town International Jazz adopted the Incholo project into the training and development of the events, you understand, of their events, Mm. to make sure that people from the township getting a, a, a a, a, a floor to explore their talents, Mm. Not special for those who don't have time to, to, to get stages and all that. Yes, yes, yes. So, for, for us, to make sure, I'm a product of this intro thing. Great. I've been, I'm a product of everything that is coming from the ESP development project. You understand? Because for me, at this present, I also have my own company training the China crew. Great. Which is the crew that is doing the site management technically how to lay out the, the stage plans, how mm. to, to read the technical riders, you understand, from the township. Mm. 
Yeah, you so know what? By getting yeah. this flow from yeah. the ESP, when mm. they're doing the Cape Town International Jazz Festival, it's also giving it job opportunities for those who don't who, who, who don't have those chances. Yeah, yeah so, the very good, China. And, and I, I have to go to a break. I can hear you, and I think that you're highlighting we, some... So uh, I can oh, hear hi. you, China. Yes. Uh, but I think sometimes we're struggling with that line. But I think you've got a, a very good story to tell. And I want to explore uh, just your life on how you started with this particular program. Where were you at the beginning and how you got where you are. But we're going to take one more break, and then we're going to come back after that. Always missing your favorite Channel Africa radio shows? Well, now you don't have to. We have a free catch-up service that allows you to listen to Channel Africa radio content from your cell phone, computer or tablet at your convenience. Visit www.channelafrica.co.za and click on Programs for a list of your favorite shows. Select what you want to hear. Click on Listen and enjoy Channel Africa Radio. It's as easy as that. Channel Africa Radio, the voice of the African Renaissance. Yes, you are listening to Channel Africa, your voice to uh, the African Renaissance. And today we're looking at the biggest jazz uh, festival uh, on the African continent, the Cape Town International Jazz Festival. And it's bringing together various artists from all over the world. And also it seems like, as uh, Billy highlighted earlier in our program, that this year there's going to have the most uh, um, uh, African artists uh, to be actually on the stage. Stage and uh, I think it's fantastic indeed. But today we're not really focusing on the festival in itself, the entertainment element, but uh, we are focusing on uh, the training and development programs that are part of the Jazz Festival. And we're exploring the theme, how important is the cultural exchange when it comes to social development? We've got uh, Billy Domingo, the co-founder uh, and uh, the uh, festival director as well for this year. And we have uh, China Dara who is a project manager for the Inkyolo Jazz Development Project. And China was there highlighting just some of the uh, uh, aspects of the Inkyolo Jazz Development Project, which is actually helping uh, young and upcoming and maybe disadvantaged musicians and uh, cultural people to actually understand more on how to uh, actually uplift themselves in their careers. But China, are you still there with me? Oh, we're struggling with that particular line. I'm not sure if we lost that particular line. I think we have uh, lost that particular line. But as I was highlighting that, there are various programs that are part of uh, the Cape Town Jazz Festival. And uh, there is also a a journalism program that we'll be looking at uh, in in the coming uh, weeks and how it it impacts uh, uh, art critiquing and also looking at uh, art journalism on on the continent. And uh, there are a couple of... Of, uh, uh, young uh, journalists who were part of that particular aspect of things. So there's not just a, a jazz festival that we're talking about here, but there's also aspects of the social upliftment that we have seen uh, through this uh, particular festival. Let's see if we have our guests back on the line. Uh, China, are you there with us? 
Okay, we're going to take a little break and uh, come back to you after that just to see if we can re-establish our lines with our guests. Hi, I'm Kwasazana Lamini Zuma, the chairperson of the African Union Commission. You are listening to Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. This is Channel Africa, South Africa's only official international public radio station on shortwave, internet and satellite. From an African perspective, Listen to Channel Africa in English, Kiswahili, French, Silozi, Portuguese, and Chinyanja. Informing the world about Africa. Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. South African Afro Soul singer and songwriter. You're listening to Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance, celebrating 20 years of South African freedom and democracy. Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. Well, we're struggling with that particular line. Thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa. We were connecting to Cape Town all the way from Johannesburg. Today we're looking at uh, the theme of how important is cultural exchange when it comes to social development. And uh, we were talking there to the co-founder and festival director, Billy Domingo, of the Cape Town International Jazz Festival. And also with China Diara, who is uh, the project manager of the Inkyolo Jazz Development project there and we're looking at uh, some of the aspects that are really there to really lift up community, to really actually engage with the development in uh, the uh, cultural sphere of uh, that particular uh, place of the world, Cape Town. But we know that there's a lot of people who actually, for the festival, move into Cape Town and become part of these particular programs. But I don't know if I have China or Billy on the line. Is it China or Billy? China on the line. Fantastic. It's good to have you back, China. Uh, because earlier on, you were just telling me a little bit more about the Nkyolo Jazz Development Project. But before you were in the Nkyolo Jazz Development Project, tell me about yourself and your career and how these programs assisted you in actually uh, um, making a career for yourself. Um, before, I, uh, before I joined the events, I was the dancer and the musician and the vocal list at the group called Heshubeshus. So as the Heshubeshus, we've been all over uh, the world mm. as the music that playing marimbas and dancing. Mm. So once I wanted to know exactly what is taking place before I go on stage mm. in terms of getting an opportunity to learn more about what is taking place. So I've met the different people I've been in Norway, in Oslo, mm. uh, for the change makers, which is the youth group of the change makers that give us an opportunity to learn more about what we wanted to do, empowerment, actually. Mm. 
And after that, I started to, 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 to create my own crew because I've been on a training with them as an art, art agency, how to take an, a backyard artist to the industry, mm. how to be a talent scout, actually. Okay. So from somebody like me who coming from the disadvantageous uh, uh, um, background in Langa, and uh, I decided to take that thing because I can see on my township that some of the things, Langa used to be a maker of music, yeah, because yeah, most of right. the art. Yeah. So that's where the brain of us is and the Fictantoni come from. Yes. But after the, 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 the left uh, Cape Town going to Johannesburg, and uh, some of the, we didn't have somebody where we can look up to in terms of the, 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 the role models. So I wanted to create the, that excitement that I grew up seeing in Langa, where most of the musician and the art is, 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 is moving up and down. Hmm. But the true sake of the development and there are new things that are happening in the yeah. music, it's no longer like you playing music and then you go. So you, there are a lot of things that you must understand. Yeah. Because you, you, you are a musician, you don't know how to take a tech station and all that. How What's taking place in terms of you getting paid, you getting a gig, how to prepare yourself yes. to the product. Yes. You understand? Yes. So, I decided to take that side, and I get an uh, opportunity to meet the, the Christian uh, Siren, the Steve Gordon, and the Christopher De Vries mm. for making music, where I started to work with them as an internship. Okay. And uh, they decided to take me as an event personnel, because I've been also part of the... With uh, sharing with the ideas with the Freddie Nyatella from okay. the SA Rodis. Yes, yes. Yes, to, to make sure that the idea that Freddie's got it from Johannesburg must not be the SA Rodis Association, but it's based in Johannesburg. So they must also give us exactly what is taking place for, to be a part of SA Rodis. Mm. Well, well so, I, I want to go back to this issue of um, how important cultural exchange is for social development. I don't know if we can give Billy uh, the phone back since we're actually doing that kind of exchange uh, between the two of you but i love that example by china's story there's you if you're listening to us um it's interesting to hear him that he was just an ordinary artist not really aware of uh, the background issues that uh, are dealt with when it comes to musicians how to pay yourself or how to actually uh, stage performance and how to put a stage together and it's interesting that through these kind of cultural exchanges or these kind of programs you get an artist who didn't know much but was able to learn through the process through other musicians, other experts in the industry, and was able to actually maintain his own career and create a path for yes. himself. So, can I speak to Billy China? Um, Is he around? Julius, look, I've, I've, got, I've got Craig next to me. Okay, let's find. Let's let's speak to to Craig. Yeah, I've got Craig. Sergeant also over seeing everything that is happening on the project of Incholo and all that. All right, come. Let's speak to Craig. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, this is Craig Parks. I'll okay, head over to you. Great. Thank you. Good morning. Great. Craig Sparks, tell me what you do there and what are you involved in in terms of uh, the programs there? Okay. Basically, I've been um, assisting with the uh, planning and development program as uh, part of the management team. You know, specifically, um, each sector of um, the Cape Town Jazz Festival has a management team for each um, specific area of, of the whole festival. Okay. So uh, me and, and um, I've been asked to come to handle the attending uh, development. I've been doing this for the past six years with um, Cape Town International Jazz Festival. Our program is a 10-day music, 10-day um, event program. Mm. It starts on the uh, more or less on the 19th of March and it runs right up until the 20th 
8th of, of uh, March, mm-hmm. um, on the same day as the festival. Uh, just to put you in the picture, um, the, the, the various areas of training and development cover arts journalism, photographic journalism, mm-hmm. um, arts and culture focus schools, where we focus mainly on the youth and, and uh, young people who currently attend school. Mm-hmm. And then we go right up as far as master classes, where uh, professional and accomplished, uh, accomplished mus- musicians um, would go and learn from the masters themselves. Like, for example, Courtney Pine is coming to, to do a master class, and he will talk about his saxophone and his um, mm. style of music to musicians. And, and it's not um, it's open to everybody, but uh, because he gives a high-level um, master class, it's, it's open to high-level musicians. Okay. But, but we've basically got... Um, so many programs that fall under training and development. Um, and basically, I've, I've, I listened to Billy and to uh, China saying uh, how the, uh, not only has the program grown, but it's also, it inc- uh, encompasses all the aspects of uh, a festival. For example, a festival is not just what you see on stage on yes. the Friday and Saturday night, yes. not just the, the sound lights and uh, the performers. It's also about the training crew who are backstage. It's also about um, logistics, flights, accommodation, mm-hmm. hospitality. Where the, how does the artist come in from um, uh, Nigeria? How does he fly into Cape Town? Mm-hmm. What, route does he, what route does he take? How does he get from the airport to his hotel room? How does he get mm-hmm. from the hotel room to, um, to backstage, uh, to his rehearsal, to his performance? Um, you see, so those are aspects of the music industry that a lot of people... Uh, may not understand, or um, and it's not easy to get into the music industry if you don't really have, have um, knowledge of, of all those aspects. Yeah. So what I do with, with my team, with my training and development team, we teach uh, the pe- we teach people um, the other side of the music um, of mm. the music performance mm. of the live performance. Mm. Um, and, and also for me, Craig, what's interesting is uh, the issue of uh, how the, these um, e- areas in the industry in itself can actually uh, create jobs. But uh, more than that, I want to ask the question that we want to ask today is how important is this kind of cultural exchange for social development, especially in those disadvantaged areas? What have you seen with your experiences, Craig? Oh, I've got, I've got, um, I can, I can talk for days on that. <laughs> <laughs> which is good. Which it's, is good. <laughs> it's something that I'm very passionate about. I'll, yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you a little example. Um, I always tell people, you know, when, um, when I was young, and I'm talking many years ago, I started off in a completely different. I come from the printing industry. Yeah. I always wanted to be in the music industry, but like Billy, um, we, we. I'm not a musician. I'm uh, not like China who just spoke before me. He was a musician and a dancer. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes to be in the industry as a musician, a singer, dancer, it's, it's, not, it's not easy. It's a very tough world out there. Not yes. everybody can get a chance to get on stage. So I always wanted to be part of this industry. And how, would I, how did I eventually get part of the industry? I, I offered my service. I volunteered to be part of various um, various events. For mm-hmm. example, if there was a, if they needed a DJ, I would say, I'll, I'll, I'll DJ for you. If you need somebody to carry the speaker and put the speaker on stage, I will be that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and um, eventually, over a period of almost 30 years, and uh, I, I then learned the business, but it took me a long time to learn that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, 30 years is a long time. Coming from the printing industry and now ending up 
running a training and development program over a period of uh, taking 30 years is a long time. What happens now is um, a job, you know, everybody's uh, the biggest concern in Africa, certainly in South Africa, is mm-hmm. uh, the, the lack of jobs. jobs yeah. But we can't take 30 years to teach people, so we need to teach them in, in a shorter in a shorter time as possible. Yeah. And how to do that is we then have to um, draw up a course specific. I mean, all the stuff that I've learned in 30 years, I'm now able to take all that mistakes that I've made. I'm able to look at what worked for me and what didn't work for me and also look at, at pulling industry professionals, guys who have worked um, stages all over the world, guys who who manage uh, big some of the biggest names in, in the industry. Um, if you want to talk about uh, Brayuma Sikela for mm-hmm. that matter, mm-hmm. uh, his management team, we, we, will get, we will get a bit of information from his management team as to you know um, what works for them, how, what do you put into your contract, what's the important... What's the important elements that go into your contract in order to make sure that Brayu can fly all over the world and not have a problem when yeah. he gets to New York or when he gets to Europe? Uh, when he gets onto that stage, his equipment is the right equipment. Mm. His hotel is the right hotel. How do we get to that point? We can't take 30 years. So this is we call in those industry professionals, and then they will teach these, these children, or when I say these children, the youth, mm. teach them. So in other words, it comes directly from the source. Mm. You know, we're not, we, we're not, I'm not saying, hey, you know, guys, I did this and it took me 30 years. I'm saying now, here's a guy who worked with uh, Brayuma Sikela. He'll be able to tell you exactly Fantastic. what you need to do. He, needs to, he will tell you how to draw up a contract. You want to know the legal terms? We'll pull in a lawyer. Here's Great. a lawyer. Ask that lawyer questions. Mm. Sir, how do, uh, tell me, how do I start off my, my contract? What goes into the contract? What are the important issues that go mm. into the contract? Mm. If we want to know about the hotel industry and how to look after musicians, uh, we will call experts from that. Same with safety, uh, safety, security, um, health, and compliance. All, all those things are, are important. You know, getting on a stage, you must know um, if it's very dark backstage. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to get hurt. Yeah, definitely. You must know exactly where you must go. So we'll call in the professionals and and teach um, the youth of today yeah, how and, to and do that. Another element, Craig, that I also wanted to ask you is about uh, some of those events that take place in these uh, marginalized uh, areas because not yes. everyone can make it and pay uh, the 700 or so that you have to yes. pay for the main concerts or the main performances. But yes. uh, there are these exchanges that are taking place in the communities. Yes. What do those do for those communities in terms of acceptance and a sense of social co- cohesion uh, no, uh, absolutely um, it's, it, that's a very good uh, point you, you said there not everybody can afford to come to to the festival so we in a way we take the festival to the people one of the events that we have is what we call the free community concert which mm-hmm. is on uh, Green Market Square we pull 13,000 people in one night wow. and these people and, it, and they don't pay a cent they're able to see the biggest names the Basha will perform at the festival on Friday they will be able to see Basha free on the Wednesday. Sipa Hot Sticks Comedy who performs on the Friday, they may not be able to afford the ticket, they see him for free. But more than that, we go into, uh, like for example, Incholo is a perfect example of what we're doing. We go to Langa, we'll go to Guguletu, we'll go to another place called in, in Athlone, where we will take the musicians who perform at the festival, we'll take um, three or four of, of, of the bands and we'll drive through to the, to the township or to the community or to whichever urban area and we'll say to them guys we're going to do a workshop with you so we'll mm-hmm. ha- start over with the performance and then they will have a chance to meet that musician 
talk to that musician, say to that musician, Sir, how did you get to play your saxophone? Mm. How did you get to sell 50,000 CDs? How did you get to sign your contract? And those guys will tell them their true life stories cause, mm. and, and they will interact. So that's how it benefits, uh, you know, the, the communities. It's... Um, it's a lot of people, as I say, people. A lot of people think that the jazz festival is about what happens on the twenty seventh and twenty eighth. Yeah. It's not. It's. It's. Uh, I call the program that we do more than just jazz. You know, yeah, which is which is fantastic and very unique in terms of a jazz festival. I don't think it's something that is also done in other festivals. I'm sure it's one of the few festivals that does that. But I have to take a break, and uh, maybe we can okay. give uh, the call back to uh, uh, Billy so we can uh, conclude this interview with him. Okay. I'm going to try and find Billy. I know he, <laughs> he, he was he was very and uh, uh, he's. You know, if you, if you can't, in the if office, people are calling in from all over and saying, please, we need you right now. But please so, take a break. I'll run down and I'll go try if, and find if, Billy If right you now. can't find him, come back quickly, Craig. Okay, I'll end I it hope, with you. And I hope the information that I gave um, worked out. I mean, if anybody wants to contact um, uh, the training and development, there's a, you can mm. email us on CSI for, for the letters, Corporate Social Investment, CSI. CSI. Uh, at ESP Africa, Africa yes. with a K, dot com. You know, you can find out more about uh, about what we do at the Training and Development Program. You can also go to the website at www.capetownjazzfest.com and you can see some information on there. So it's a beautiful program and I advise anybody who wants to know anything about the music industry to come to come and join the program. It, it really is fantastic. Um, I've been doing this for six years and, mm. and every year I learn more. And, and especially from these young people. Who, you can see the sparkle in their eyes when mm. they realize that Look, I'm, 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 I can't be a musician, but I, I can be on the same stage as that guy. Well, we're going to you know? end it that way. I don't think you have to uh, call Billy. I think you've kind of concluded it in your okay. own way, and I think that was a fantastic way to see uh, actually lives changing, not only from those who are actually um, uh, facilitating the projects, but also who are being impacted every day by this particular uh, movement. And I think it's a movement indeed. And thank you to Billy Domingo. We started the show with him. Uh, he's the co-founder and festival director of the Cape Town International Jazz Festival. I want to thank China uh, Daira, who is the project manager of the Injolo Jazz Development Project. And he was giving us a hands-on experience of being just an ordinary mu- uh, musician, dancer, and then uh, at one point hey, saying, hey, I want to take my career seriously. How do I do that? These programs were there to help him actually uh, take his career to the next level. also want to thank Craig Sparks, who joined us finally to give us uh, some of the insights of those uh, training projects. And that's our uh, pro- program today, looking at how important is cultural exchange in terms of social development. Uh, we're going to play you a song right now. One of the performers there at the Jazz Festival, and uh, this is Al Jero. I love Al Jero. One of those uh, uh, guys I was introduced to when I was a young boy by my father, and he'll be at the festival this year. This is your song by Al Jero.
Well, we're jazzing it up today right here on uh, Channel Africa on African Dialogue. Today we were looking at the Cape Town International Jazz Festival, billed as the largest jazz festival on the African continent. And uh, we spoke to some guests about how important cultural exchange is for social development. Uh, the time right now is 11.46, where Vusani Matebula standing by to give us our business news. Good morning. Thanks, Benjamin. Negotiations to extend the preferential trade agreement between South Africa and the United States are making good progress. This according to the government delegation in Washington. The Africa Growth and Opportunity Act, AGOA, provides South Africa and other African countries with duty-free access to the U.S. market. Kate Fisher reports from Washington. Leading the government delegation, Ambassador Faisal Ishmael, in Washington to ensure that South Africa continues to benefit from the advantages of the Africa Growth and Opportunity Act. Kenya is due to become one of the fastest growing economies in East Africa. The World Bank says the country's economy grew by an estimated 5.4% last year. 
but has warned it that exports growth has been lagging that of imports. The World Bank has urged the country to support the manufacturing sector to boost exports. Last year, Kenya changed the base calculation year for measuring its gross domestic product to 2009 from 2001, sending the East African nation into the continent's top 10 economies. And the International Monetary Fund has expressed concerns about electricity problems and structural policy in South Africa. Deputy Managing Director of the IMF, David Lipton, says this is hampering economic growth. Murafet Abani reports. Although Lipton has reiterated that South Africa's growth levels will not cater for the needs of all South Africans, he has given Minister Ntlantlanene's budget a thumbs up. I think the budget that's been unveiled is a sensible budget. It's trying to balance two things. Obviously, The budget has to be kept uh, under control, but also the policies of government have to be supportive of the economy. Lipton says he's confident about South Africa's future. However, he believes that it has to find ways to offer better education. And there's a growing unease about uh, whether growth in Africa is sustainable and whether inclusive growth is being created on the continent. This according to Africa analyst of Ren Merchant Bank, Nema Remkelwan Bana, Tumelo Zulu reports. She moderated a panel discussion on Africa rising versus Afro-realism in a complex global economic environment at the fourth Trading Africa Summit hosted by Thomson Reuters and Barclays Africa in South Africa's mother city of Cape Town this week. She pointed out that the average mean of school years completed in Africa is five years. In more southern parts of the continent, it is nine years. In her view, there is actually a dislocation between the financial economy and the real economy of Africa. Financial indicators, the dollar is trading at 11.77 South African rands at 9.57 Botswana Pula and 6.93 Zambian Kwacha, also trading at 0.65 to the British pound and 0.89 against the euro. We move now to commodities, gold $1,203, platinum $1,181 a fine ounce. Brent crude oil has gone down by two notches. It was at $62 at the end of day yesterday, now at $60.53 per barrel. That's how it's looking. Time to move on to our sports news. Musibudi Makura is standing by. Today, sports fans and starting off with football news, Rwanda will play South Africa's under-23 side as they prepare for next month's Rio 2016 Olympic qualifier against Somalia. The match will take place on the 25th of March in Johannesburg. Rwanda's interim head coach and technical director Lee Johnson expressed content at the confirmation from the South African Football Association and admitted that such games that will grant exposure for the young players. Rwanda will host the 2016 African Nations Championship Chan 
from the 16th to the 7th, to the 16th of January to the 7th of February. And a list of international fixtures will be crucial in preparing the home side, according to Johnson. Rwanda will host Somalia on the weekend of the 24th to the 25th of April and will then travel to Somalia for the return leg set for the weekend of the 8th to the 9th of May. The winner between this tie will then face Uganda in the second round and the victor will then meet Egypt in the third round. The winner will then qualify for the 2015 CAF Under-23 Championship that will be held in the Democratic Republic of Congo from the 5th to the 19th of December this year. Attracting eight teams and the top three will qualify for the 2016 Rio Olympics in Brazil. Still on football news, the Ghana Football Association says it is in advanced talks to play two friendly matches during the FIFA free dates this month. A higher-ranking member of the association recently revealed that the football governing body wants to get the desired opponents for the Black Stars. But the Ghana Football Association president, Kwesi Ingetaki, is now assuring that coach Avram Grant's AFCON silver winning team will either be playing two teams in Europe or in Asia. Ghana were close to an agreement with rivals Nigeria for a a friendly match in London, but a FIFA rule which frowns on playing two games across continents in 72 hours scuttled that arrangement. Nigeria will host Bolivia in Oyo on the 26th of March. South Africa's senior women's football team Banyana Banyana got the Cyprus Women's Cup campaign off to a losing start. This after they went down to Mexico by two goals to nil at the Paralimi Stadium on Wednesday afternoon. Second half goals from from Claren Coral and Stephanie Mayer ensured victory for the Mexicans. This was the South Africans' first match of the year. They last played in October in the CAF African Women's Championships in Namibia, but they did not show any rustiness. Banyana Banyana will now face Belgium in their second match of Group C on Friday, also at the Paralimi Stadium. Now on to local football news, log leaders Kaiser Chiefs restored their 10-point lead atop the APSA Premiership standings after aging Ajax Cape Town 1-0 at the FNB Stadium on Wednesday night. The big news ahead of kickoff was the inclusion of Itumilen Gune in Chiefs starting 11. The Bafana Bafana Gloves man returning to the league action for the first time since last year August. In the other matches of the evening, Orlando Pirates lost momentum in the build-up to this weekend's Sueta Derby, settling to a one-all draw in the Absa Premiership fixture against Free State Stars at the in Putadichaba in the Free State Province, while Chipa United also played out to a one-all draw against Bolivar City. On to rugby news, the South African Rugby Union, SARU, has confirmed its interest in bidding for the 2023 Rugby World Cup following the announcement of a tender process by World Rugby. They will face competition from at least Ireland, who announced their intention to bid in December last year. SARU CEO Joey Roo reaffirmed the union's commitment to bring the tournament back to South Africa on the approval of SASCOG, SA's National Olympic Committee, and the support of national government. The winning bid will be announced in May in 2017. And finally, Danish handball coach Jean Andre is irked that the Uganda Ministry of Internal Affairs is dragging its feet over releasing passports for 12 of the 24 players destined to represent Uganda at the Zone 5 All-Africa Games qualifiers in Ethiopia. Team Uganda is due to fly out to Addis Ababa this weekend to join six other nations in the competition. The Uganda national handball team has been in residential camp 
closed to two months now. However, the uncertainty hovering above the most of the players' participation in the championship is diverting the players' and officials' attention from the competition. Andre, who also has been brought in to assist head coach Bernard Opaka, says these actions have been unacceptable. You know, we are going on Saturday, and uh, right now we have an issue about the passports. Uh, it's like we have some obstruction, you know. We, we, are, we are trying to fight to, to get the last passports. We are missing 12 players, players to get their passports. And uh, this is a team sport, so, so we really need everybody to go. So, uh, and and, and I, I don't understand. I come, I'm, I come, I'm come from, from Europe, and in Europe, uh, if I need a passport, I can go actually in the airport, and in, within 15 minutes I have a passport here. We started uh, this two months ago to, to try and get the passports, and still we are not having the passports. Hosts Ethiopia are said to be joined by Kenya, Tanzania, Rwanda, Burundi, Djibouti, as well as Eritrea in the tournament showpiece. While those are sports news out to the sound, stay tuned to Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. Well, that's how we wrap it up today. What an interesting conversation we had today looking at how music is uh, an important part and of cultural exchange and how also that music industry can actually be uh, a key point in terms of social development, job creation and those kind of issues if there is a, a good level of transparency and information sharing. And I really did love that conversation and I was really, really inspired by uh, one of our guests there, China, who was just starting out as a musician and then started his own company through um, the sharing of other people who are actually assisting him and hey you have to have that kind of open heart isn't it when you actually um, uh, impart uh, especially in these types of programs but that's how we wrap it up let's uh, wrap it up with the proverb of the day and this one is an Igbo proverb it states when a poor man gets little money his thoughts go off in 10 different directions when a poor man gets little money his thoughts go off in 10 different directions i think i know what that actually means but thank you for joining us uh, the time right now is almost 12 o'clock and coming up is uh, africa midday with economy so